0: Lisa J here, and I have a very special episode for you today. Now, I have gone on the record for years about this wonderful company and how they have enriched my life with their material. And so I have two very special people from Boom Studios here. We have the president of publishing and marketing, Philip Sablik, and we have senior editor at Boom Studios, Daphna Plubin. Welcome. Thank you hey. for having us.
1: Yeah, I, I hope I hope we live up to that awesome intro. I'm excited.
0: Oh, uh, You already do. You already do. You already like it, it's. <laughs> you already do because. Because, I mean, no joke, uh, The uh, people usually, I, I have my co-host here, and they are here with me in spirit, and, but they we have always talked about how much the people at Boom really care and really put their blood, sweat, and tears into the Power Rangers franchise and these comics, and we are forever grateful. So... Thought it would be a really great idea to have the two of you come on and, you know, just kind of go through a gamut of things. Like this is we're coming up to the fifth anniversary of Boom and Power just coming together and making a whole bunch of babies. Right? So, what <laughs> was the right. what was the what's the exact um, anniversary?
2: Oh, my gosh, I should have done homework.
1: So, uh, Power Rangers, Power Rangers Zero came out in January, and uh, I think uh, now I, I looked this up recently. I want to say it was last week. Uh, want, really? Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, and I'm sure we'll get to this later. But when we launched the Kickstarter, I looked at, it. I was like, "Oh, if we had launched this on a like on a Wednesday, we could have literally done it on the anniversary." Uh, but I think we launched it a few days ahead. Of when the actual anniversary was, so
2: oh um, okay, so January yeah. sixth, two thousand sixteen. There we go. Oh my lord!
0: So so, so happy birthday to <laughs> this wonderful partnership. Yeah. Uh, it has been, I mean, legitimately. I mean, the comics before, uh, albeit I can, I can give credit where credit's due to pave the way. Uh, there hasn't been such an injection of of creativity than, than when Boom came in and y'all just shook up the game and everything. So, knowing that you guys have... It's been five years now. Okay? How do you guys balance catering to the hardcore fans, the diehards, but then also trying to create different points where new fans can jump on and and start reading from wherever and anyone could take that
2: um so I've got like a glib answer and a real answer and the the truth is it's somewhere in the middle in the sense that I just have a really bad memory Uh, Philip knows this. Bryce knows this. Everyone who works with me on these books knows this. I have the memory of a very excited, happy to be here goldfish. And I do feel like it to to sort of even, you know, I've been working on this since number zero, since beforehand, to sort of maintain my interest, you kind of always want to find a new way of enjoying something. Um, And so just by the nature of Uh, I think the attention span, both as a reader, as a fan, and, you know, as us behind the scenes, you want to find sort of new fun ways of engaging with a story. Um, I think uh, the best thing about Power Rangers is also the thing that I, I use as an example of the most difficult thing about Power Rangers. It's a huge cast, um, both just in terms of the good guys and the bad guys and the seasons and the scope. Um, And for a, fun Power Rangers issue, you you want the promise of the premise. You want everyone having a moment. You want a cool fight. You want the Zords. You want a morphing sequence. But that creates, uh, you know, sometimes not s- like samey, but it can make a, a single issue, which is, you know, 20 to 22 pages, sometimes feel like you run out of space. And so I think... What we have been looking to find the balance in, in in both maintaining a serialized story, which, you know, I feel is essential to the Boom Power Ranger books, both because it is something that is uh, uh, what the TV show that it's based off of didn't originally offer. Um, so it feels value added. Um, and because the most engaging part of comic books for me growing up was seeing characters grow and change over time. So we want to maintain an ongoing story. We don't want to lose sort of the, the plot that we've been laying down for these past, oh gosh, you said five years, and and, and uh, I almost imagined what, you know, I, I, I kind of had a, a, a out-of-body experience. Um, but at the same time, you know, you you want to find ways of staying excited, ways of, of being engaged. And so the truth of the matter is, is we are very lucky to have such a wide range of characters and we're very lucky to have a world that we can sort of ratchet up and, and expand out to explore more and more. And I think the approach that I really appreciate Boom has let us do, uh, where we sort of start with Mighty Morphin and kind of each year we have pulled back the the apparatus a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more in doing so it gives us both the opportunity to tell an ongoing story and fresh ways into the story because we are always introducing sort of new concept and new characters um and i hope an organic way i mean I, I i think the fans uh will have opinions one way or the other but that is that is the attempt uh, whether we're successful or not is you know part of uh of the growing process
0: I get this question all the time. I get friends of mine saying, man, I have not read not one of these comics, although I hear such good things about it. I feel like I'm so far behind. Where do I start?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, Uh, and and definitely. could I I just add that like as someone, so I think one of of the things that um, has been really awesome about the way that we've built these comics as a team is like the team itself at Boom is made up of, you know, very broadly speaking, like people that are in their like twenties and early thirties and people that are in their like mid-30s to mid-40s, right? And so what you end up is a, a group of people on a team that kind of straddle the the audience that discovered the show when they were kids, and a group of people that just dis- that that were aware of or saw the show when they were either teenagers or adults already. And so you kind of, you know, for the folks that, um, that are on that older side, I count myself as one of them, you know, we we're coming into the comics kind of knowing who the characters are, which is, you know, hopefully in any good licensed comic, all you need to know is like, well, who, like, what's the basic concept, right? And then, uh, making them accessible to everyone. And I remember very distinctly, like picking up, you know, when that, the advances for the zero issue and the first issue came in and reading it and going like, Oh, I totally understand exactly what's going on. And, um, and I I'm on the side of the, the spectrum that doesn't have like this really intimate knowledge of, um, of, of the mythos and of everything that's happened in all of the seasons of the show. So I think, um, you know, just speaking directly as somebody who, um, you know, doesn't have that deep knowledge. I think um, you could certainly start at the beginning, but I think you could also start at our most recent relaunch, and and it's very accessible. So I'm, I'm going to speak for Daphne and say she's doing an awesome job because it's accessible for me. Um, and I think I'm kind of the test case. I guarantee you anybody who's a fan of Power Rangers knows more about the franchise than I do. Um,
2: I do like bringing something to your office, Philip, and, and, and seeing if I can get you excited about uh, a character you've never heard of before the moment I stepped into your office.
1: (laughs) And, and it happens, it happens all the time, you know, and, and I think coming out of it, like, you know, there are moments where like, you know, Daphne will, will say like, we're introducing this character and she'll show me like a design and it'll send me down like a a wiki hole on the internet going like, Oh, this this person doing that? Where did they show? Oh, Oh, okay. They connected to this. Okay. And wait, they appeared in three different seasons. Um, and, and so I think, um, that is, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the things that makes me really proud of what we've accomplished is I think, you know, from all of the long time fans that I've had the chance to speak to, it seems like we are, enriching their experience and uh, adding things to the story and, and expanding and developing characters that they love that maybe um, there wasn't room or time in the show to do. And then again, going back to that personal experience and talking to folks like me that, um, that are maybe traditional comic book readers and are drawn to it because at its core, it is a, a two, a teen superhero uh, epic and, they're able to find it accessible and, and pick up on it pretty quickly as well.
0: Okay. So according to Philip, uh you start from zero and read everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, just... Daphne, what would you recommend for, if let's say I, you know, fresh don't know anything, maybe I want to, I'm just like, uh, the beginning. Ooh, like where can I like pique my interest?
2: You know, uh, I do think, um, mm. We do try to design our like launches, our number ones as as jumping on points. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my my immediate reaction usually for people who haven't read the comics, much less actually haven't uh, been exposed to much Power Rangers beyond knowing it as a franchise, I usually say, "Go go, Volume One, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Volume One." Um, one, they're they're probably available at a local comic shop. Um, they're available on Comixology. And I think both Kyle and Ryan kind of started those arcs in a really accessible, um, digestible way. Uh, I do understand, like, me saying that while we are rounding the corner on uh, issue, you, uh, you know, three of two concurrent ongoing titles is deeply rude. <laughs> but... But, you know, let's say we're talking to this, to the hypothetical person who's listening to a Power Rangers podcast and has never read a Power Rangers comic. I don't think there's any harm from starting from the beginning, because mm-hmm. if they're anything like me when I get into something, um, and 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 Philip has witnessed this firsthand, I go from zero to 16 <laughs> very quickly, uh, that you you just want to keep reading, you don't want to stop, you want to binge and, and starting from volume one gives a lot of people runway until they like run smack into the monthly release cycle. So I'd like to spare, you know, people sometimes a, a little of that. Oh, now, now we got to wait like everyone else. Um, but you know, if maybe I've heard a lot of people sort of hear about shattered grid because it's in the video game or have seen, you know, sort of YouTube compilations, um, kind of detailing, uh, story points. And, uh, I'm, I'm addicted to those for a lot of things as well. So I don't begrudge anyone that then I would suggest starting uh, at the beginning of either arcs, um, or, um, a launch. Uh, and I do think Mighty Morphin, uh, Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin, number one, Power Rangers, number one, uh, in my head, I say Mighty Morphin slash Power Rangers for the current run of, um, the ongoings, which also makes it sound like I'm shipping the two books, which I am. So it's fine. (laughs) Uh, those books uh they 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 were a really fun interesting puzzle uh for ryan uh uh to to break down poor ryan i gave him really an impossible task of like well you know it's picking up directly after 55 but it's also launching on point for new readers and it's going to spin off into these two books that are going to you know explore two different aspects of the power rangers universe but they should also be informed with each other and you'd want to read them next to each other he just kind of looked at me halfway through my Google Meets and said, okay, Daphne, just t- tell me what it needs to do after I write a first pass. I was like, okay, okay. Um, but they are, I, I actually have road tested them on some, on some folks of, you know, it is a jumping on point for new readers just as much as it's a continuing from 55. And I think one of the things that people like us who are really deep into something, who've been following something for a long time, we have the perception that things are more complicated or harder to understand than they are. But I do feel like the Marvel movies, as much as they're like all connected and you get a lot after reading, after watching them together, they are actually pretty accessible um, and have uh, enjoyable things in their own right uh, without necessarily all that prior knowledge. And uh, I do think we made a distinct effort for both Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers to give them different flavors and, and, and different types of stories. And, you know, Mighty Morphin is structured with that sort of flashback structure in the beginning and sort of more down to earth stories um, in the core story. And Power Rangers is very much our uh, <laughs> Farscape meets Power Rangers meets Guardians of the Galaxy. I
0: mean, now. I wasn't going to say Farscape, oh, but Farscape. I mean, now we're here. <laughs> oh, far, uh,
2: Farscape, <laughs> Farscape is, uh, is, OG. I, in high school, I wrote to the the Watch Farscape, Save Farscape campaign. Like old school. Uh, I tried to assign it as homework
0: to Ryan, but he resisted. Oh. <laughs> but but he still gets notes about it anyway. Oh gosh. So I mean, so I mean, since we're here talking yeah. about Mighty Morphin. And Power Rangers, okay. OTP, um, yeah. Okay, so I, I'm not going to lie. Y'all make it really hard for us folks reporting on this stuff to say, yes, pick up Mighty Morphin. No, not Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. No, not, nope. This There's one that's separate from Power Rangers. No, the, there's another one. Notice, it's a new one, not the other one. Can y'all help me please describe why the nomenclature? Yeah,
2: I, I mean... I- I, again, it's one of those things where, you know, I, we love to work in comics both um, because of sometimes the ridiculousness of it. You know, how many X-Men books have there been? How many sort of Batman books have there been? Right. Um, and two, you know, we have been telling Mighty Morphin Power Ranger stories for 50-plus issues. And we wanted an opportunity to sort of expand the universe. But we also understand that for a lot of the comic readership and even the fan base – MMPR has been the original touchstone and we wanted to still tell stories you know based around the MMPR team on earth but we also wanted to expand the palette and 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 start touching on um, the rest of the Power Rangers universe which we got a taste of with Shattered Grid and back to trying to do in the comics with the show never really had an opportunity to do which is Treat the space as this expanded shared universe. The the promise that the Power Rangers universe outside of Earth that you know preceded Power Rangers in space and Lost Galaxy and and um, uh, you know Time Force. All the seeds of those stories existed in the MMPR timeline. They just hadn't reached the fruition that would become the season of the show. And so that challenge of is there a way of making a coherent shared universe um and following it chronologically uh was really exciting Um, especially after we had this opportunity uh thanks to Saban and hasbro to to spin off jason training zach into their own team instead of sort of writing them out um in canon like the show had they felt like really accessible characters to both the fan base um but also characters that were free from the demands of the canon to go out and explore this greater universe and yeah it's a little bit of a pun it's definitely a pun i mean it's definitely it's all the puns love, it's all the love puns it. <laughs> we love we love that mighty morphin and power rangers could sit on a shelf and both literally complete as a cover thanks to that beautiful goni bolt art uh, and as a title amazing. but also have a very clear idea that in mighty morphin you're going to find these um you know, not classic adventures, but 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 new classic adventures with a team that is very familiar to the majority of the fan base, but also have the opportunity to see the rest of the Power Rangers universe and tell both new stories, but also, um, uh, you know, also um, deepening stories, sort of the way you know. I think Mandalorian. Uh, I I I've only just seen Mandalorian. Uh, in quarantine. So I know I'm very late to the party, but I'm like, wow. but but
0: you've caught up. Have you caught up? Yeah, so, yeah, okay, okay. This this is all that matters. This is all that matters. Yeah. There we go. And, okay. And,
2: <laughs> and they did such a great job of of doing what we have been trying to do in Power Rangers and and granted I had not seen Mandalorian. <laughs> I don't even think Mandalorian had been out yet. Um of oh, there is this greater universe out here. What is it, what does that look like while all this other stuff is going
0: on? Okay. So in within that at what point did you guys decide that having the adventures of Jason, Trini and Zach was going to be a thing? Like, did, was that, was that something like, yes, we have the Power Rangers, uh, uh, license. Awesome. We need to spin off those kids. (laughs) Or like, at what point did you guys feel like that that is a trajectory you wanted to go into?
2: Honestly, coming out of, um, Shattered Grid and, and what did we want to do after Shattered Grid Okay, yeah.
0: uh,
2: you know it. They, those were characters that um, we are just you know I, I think what Ryan did with them in Go-Go I think Jason and Trini and Zach had like really engaging stories there and we knew we also wanted to get to the White Ranger we knew we wanted to explore what um, we wanted to bring Zed in and so to be able to get to those points Without losing all this emotional character work and these characters that we have just really bonded with, um, it felt like a prime opportunity after Shattered Grid. And,
1: and, and, you know, just kind of jumping in because I'm kind of the, the non-creative side of this. I'm the That's not side. true,
0: Philip. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, marketing... But... And it's creative, sir. Oh, we'll get to you in a moment. But yes, continue. So let, me,
1: let, me, let me modify with, I am not on the content creation gotcha. side of this. And of course. And, of course. and Ryan and, and Gwen and, and Bryce and Bryce. everybody that works on the book um, is really driving that. But I, part of what I see is like, whenever you want, whenever you you, you take on a, a pre-existing property, a licensed comic book, um, to and to tell stories in a comic book, I think one of the things that um, is a lost opportunity if you don't take advantage of it is how can you do things in the comics that you can't do or, you, or they weren't able to do in, uh, in the other medium, right? And so, in, you know, sometimes that's... Comics have an infinite budget, you know, for special effects or for scale and scope, you know? Like, uh, again, telling a story like Shattered Grid in a comic book is, um, you know, another day at the office versus, you know, you're talking about um, if you were going to do that as a movie, it'd be just an astronomical budget to get all of that put together and to do it at that scale and that scope. But, like, telling the continuing stories of these three characters is another way of kind of expressing that. This is a thing we can do in comics that they weren't able to do Um, in the original TV show. And so why not explore that both from a creative standpoint, but also from um, a way of, of um, giving the fans of those characters more um, stories and and a a deeper, richer, richer experience. I think is is part of what, you know, Daphne, I hope, uh, I hope that's not too far afield. I I feel like that's part of what we get excited about. It's like, Oh cool. We can do this thing. You know,
2: I, I, I hate to be this nerd. Uh, it's not even a nerd. It's just like the most uh, uh, math or accountant way of watching <laughs> Infinity War and Endgame. When Endgame happened, I'm sitting in the theater and I'm thinking, wow, the uh, the contracts alone to get this scene is so incredible. Hello. And that's not, I don't think that's what a lot of people were thinking when watching Endgame.
0: <laughs> I'm just like, all right, yep, ka-ching, ka-ching ka-ching ka uh i think with any property that you have knowing the i guess the, the 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 right recipe to put different teams together different artists different writers together to create these works right uh so i mean listen you know we all we all love Ryan. Everybody loves Ryan. So that you know, everything, whatever. So, but then, but then, e- even with these, even with the graphic novels, the one shots, and your even your limited series, like what goes into putting together the right teams for the right stories for the right seasons?
2: Um, I think a lot of it has to do, you know, I think, I think we are we have a a, a blessing and a curse in the sense that I love to try to give writers as much time on a story as possible um you know i i love um, ongoing narrative i love ongoing comics i try to keep the same writer same artist teams as long as possible in part because when i was growing up you know uh i would read young justice and it was it was peter david and todd knock doing like 50 plus issues um, you know, I love Preacher, and it's, it's, it's Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon, and, and I feel like for a lot of people um, and a lot of writers, you learn how to work with an artist, and you learn the, the language of a world by doing. Um, I don't think anyone is, is perfect starting out of the gate, and I love to have the opportunity of giving people a chance over the long term to really hone their craft you know, get paid for it, but also have the ability to um, grow and change uh, characters and grow and change as creators. Um, I think both Kyle and Ryan, if you look at their first issue and you look at their last issue, I think, um, not saying Ryan has a last issue, but the latest issue, um, I think you can sort of see a refinement of, uh, not even a refinement, but you can start to see sort of how much they've changed over that time. Right. But, in the effort of sort of, you know, kind of my narrative uh, tick of like, I, I really just love a sing- as much of a singular voice as I can manage um, because I think emotionally that's how readers connect, you know. You want the same artist drawing Jason the same way through a course of a story. Um, you want the same kind of voice and you want to sort of read the book in the same way so you can kind of really focus in on what the story is trying to tell instead of relearning how an artist um, tells a story, how a writer tells a story. Um, at the same time, though, it can create a, a limited pool of of, of talent um, because you, you the opportunity for people to come in. You know, if you're if you're kind of keeping everything really uh, tight, uh, it can feel a little um, uh, hermetically sealed. And so we ch- we try to build into a lot of these. Um, series either one shots, so you know we can bring in an artist to really have fun in the world Um, or uh, uh, we do um, annuals where we have a bunch of short stories and writers and artists get to really go to town Um, and then with the graphic novels we've been really trying to find a way of marrying that with you know different Power Ranger seasons that you know may not work as a um, ongoing title in part because you know and, and I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn, Philip. You could tell me if if, if it's uh, inappropriate. But it's 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 Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is the property most people know, and that is kind of the way you remind people of a thing that they love, and then kind of pull them into the into the Sherlock pit of canon <laughs> and, and character. Um, and so the graphic novels have started to develop into a space in which we can. Um, explore different uh, uh, Power Ranger teams without necessarily taking the risk on the ongoing title. At the same time, um, you know that that has been something we have been learning as doing. So I wouldn't say that our um, you know we have like a grand master plan for the graphic novel progra- uh, programs. A lot of the times it's you know I can tell you straight out, You know, the Time Force graphic novel came out because we really loved Jen Scott's and Chattered Grid. I I learned Mm. too much about her, and I was like, shoot, let's have more. Um, Same thing with uh, The Psychopath. Uh, I did not know a lot about Power Rangers in space and Corona and Astronema, and when I learned about her uh, while seeing what Kyle was... was, um, while what uh, Marguerite was doing in Beyond the Grid, I was like, this is the coolest freaking character I've ever heard of. Um, As you could probably tell in what shortly came after um so that has been a great opportunity both uh, you know for us to expand our scope both in the kinds of stories we want to tell and the people we work with Um, but it is something that we are trying you know always to do more and more i don't i don't think i don't know if we've necessarily found the balance yet but i do feel like um you know recently with jack and new dawn i'm so i've been looking at pages for air to darkness Philip, I think we've announced Air to Darkness, right?
0: Yes. March? Oh, it's out there. Yes, yes. yes. March. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and and what Elle's been doing in Air to Darkness and and seeing, you know, you can kind of see what I, if, if there's an artist I fall in love with, I'm going to try to keep them in the Power Rangers fold until DC or Marvel steals them. um, In a good way, in a good way. It's a compliment. <laughs> but uh, or, or, what, or, or, or one of our other editors, right? Oh, yeah. Looks,
1: looks at them and goes, hey, Daphna they're really great can i have them for I, my series you know
2: what <laughs> to prevent that from happening this time with daniele i i poached my own artist <laughs> with seven secrets um but simone is definitely uh simone de Mio. um what he's been doing on air to darkness i looked at a bunch of pages today it
0: wait it, is that simone awesome.
2: Simone, de, and that's not Simone de Mio. I'm sorry. Simone Ragazzoni. You
0: you They're, guys hire a lot of Simone's. So I, I understand.
2: <laughs> I am. I know. I know. But there are two very different artists whom I love dearly and I hope they understand that. Uh, but I just looked at a bunch. Cause I also looked at Simone de Mio Rangers art, which I said to Philip today, I'm very excited about um, mm-hmm. uh, for, we, that's in the Kickstarter, right? I can say that part. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can say that.
2: Yeah. So for the Kickstarter Simone de Mio and Daniela Dinoculo. Are doing a big jam piece, and I saw layouts today. So, I saw a lot of like art from Italy today, and I'm very happy. You
0: are. <laughs> I mean, well, speaking of speaking of that team for yeah. for uh, Power Rangers Unlimited, Air to the Darkness. Um, yeah, I I'm just going to tell both of y'all, okay, that when I saw L.O. McKinney's name, okay, I think I I may I, I screamed I hollered. Uh, in exaltation, because it was nice to see someone like me writing comics that I read. And yeah. it meant a lot to me that that was a thing. And, and I know that even, I mean, even as small as the writers community can be and then going narrowing that down to people who you know who are authors or write books so i mean right same thing but who are authors or who write comics then that's even smaller it was just a wonderful breath of fresh air to see a black queen (laughs) (laughs) writing about and then a strat i mean like one of the most popular characters i'm less like yes yes and yes is yes so how why who what where please i need details (laughs) of how this team came together and why this team
2: i mean i'll be honest uh, Elle was started talking about Power Rangers on Twitter, and I kind of lost my mind because it was like my Twitter feed was looking at me. Because uh, I was, because I've been a fan of her work, and I've been, you know, I've followed her on Twitter, I've been a fan of her commentary. And, um, and when she said, Oh, someone, you know, someone pay me to write Power Rangers, I was like, Oh, I could do that.
0: That's amazing. That's me. <laughs>
2: And, you know, one of those things that, that kind of happens is, like, when when will I have um, a space? So, I, you know, if I've, I've, got, I've got these ongoing stories, I've got my teams kind of already locked, you want to be able to bring someone in for a significant amount of time. Um, you know, a one-shot, sometimes 20 or 22 pages, might not be worth her time, uh, uh, especially if it's got to fit into the middle of this, like, rapidly expanding canon that's, you know, if you think it's hard to introduce new readers to Power Rangers... Uh, I should show you my Introduce Your New Writers to Power Rangers uh, deck, which is uh, its own sort of uh, uh, intricate chaos. Um, but she she loved Power Rangers in space. She loves the characters well. Uh, we had been in the early stages of planning um, those one shots. Um, they're 40 pages. They're, they're really big. Uh, and I... Asked her if she would be interested in exploring this character. Um, there is some plot elements and how it ties into the um, ongoing story, but it is a self-contained story. You can come into it on without everything else. And she was super excited, super down, super collaborative. She had awesome ideas. Um, I think people are going to. I hope people are going to enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Um, and I can't. I can't. I I, I, just, I just looked at about uh 30 pages of art line art and 20 pages of colors today
0: and uh i'm i'm
2: really excited
0: i am the excite i have excites like i'm i know you know i'm supposed to come and i was like yes i'm very professional uh interviewing the two of you but like i'm sorry this part right here (laughs) is all (laughs) me and i am excited yeah i think I, i mean especially with diversity in general uh When we're when when hiring artists and and, and writers, I think for me, it's so important because there are times within the Power Rangers universe where, especially when there is a lot of diversity in the characters themselves that appear on the page, sometimes you there, the voice of those characters might be missing a point of view that could that could be completely different from somebody who is a person of color or different sexuality you know lgbtqia oh, and so i i started to see and and if if there was any any i don't know if there was anything that i would say is just like gradually over the years that voice has gotten better um in power rangers because there were certain things i'm just like all right that character that black girl is not going to say that. <laughs> However, like you know, there'll be issues down the line and that same character would improve, you know? So like certain things like that, I just hope and pray that that is something that boom is really keeping in their wheelhouse of like, okay, how can we bring more diverse voices? Am I totally. correct? Am I uh,
2: yeah. yeah. And and look, I don't think we're perfect. I think we're far from perfect. I th- and I think, you know, uh it is a it's a fair criticism to say that the the pool of of talent um, is is and and I'm the editor so I'm responsible I'm not like just so you know if there's anyone to throw under the bus there's no no one to throw under the bus it's me it's my job and um, it is something that I I want to be better at and want to work harder at um, and at the same time I'm very cognizant of uh, I you know, just from the gender aspect, I sometimes bristle when women are kind of only considered to write when it's a female character. And I'm trying to bring uh-huh. that thinking of, um, reaching out to, uh, to people and, and and finding opportunities to bring people on board and into the universe and contribute their voice outside of the sense that, well, I'm only going to think about it when X is happening. Um, mm. because I don't think that's fair for creators who are, writers and artists and talents who are storytellers right and and you know if if I'm only consciously aware of uh, my limitations and bias when I'm dealing with a story or a character that doesn't look or sound like me I'm not doing even half the work um, so that is something that I think we're, I, I'm always trying to improve upon um, I don't think <laughs> I don't think I'm perfect, but I I hope you know I hope I hope I hope to expand that pool more and more, and and outside of just um, thinking of it only once in a while, if that makes sense.
0: Uh, absolutely, and and like I said, like I I think what has been has been beneficial from reading all of these. I'm like literally all of these comics (laughs) all of them is that that there has been improvement there has been there have been things that you can see changes and you can see you know like i mean and listen i mean you i and correct me if i'm wrong you know you are a cog in the wheel of the machine that is the power rangers universe working (laughs) with many people and and collaborating and things and so like you know sometimes the ship it might take a little while to turn the ship, but however, I I do see the improvement and that and that I wanted to get across, especially because you know we're all trying to, especially in these times, we are all trying to do do better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I do want to before we get onto the uh, Kickstarter stuff, right? Because you know I have many questions for Mister Philip. Um, all right. Uh, just some just a quick. Just some quick questions, right? And any any of you can jump in. I think that there has been not I think, but there has been this hubbub, especially with the with the new announcements with Jonathan Edwhistle being helming this new reboot Power Rangers universe, and anything that might entail, like we we know of a movie, but you know, there's many ancillary things that are just things and nothing tangible at the moment has any of those things perforated into boom at any point since the announcement
2: um not yet no i think uh i think that's maybe the the benefit of of having five plus years of of comic canon now is uh is they 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 kind of trust us and 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 not trust us that we can do whatever we want but uh, they, they, they they trust the audience is there for the story we've been telling, and, and there hasn't been really any uh, pressure or request to um, facilitate or um, explore those areas yet.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh, Philip, I'm sorry, I didn't want to...
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, like, one thing that has been really, really exciting, um, you know... First, with Saban and, and certainly now with Hasbro as well, is they, um, as because we've been doing we've been publishing it for five years. But as I was thinking about it, we've actually been in this relationship and in this partnership for six years because we, we first debuted at the Comic Con in July before 2016. We had the one page comics and we were working with um, the folks at Saban um, for a while before that. You know, one of the things, like any relationship, if it's a good relationship, over time you continue to build trust and you continue to build, um, you know, a a mutual respect for what each party is bringing to the to the table. And so I think, um, you know, since Hasbro acquired uh, the Power Rangers, they've been really great about you know wanting to make sure that we're aware of what they're doing and what else is happening in Power Rangers and. Um, and having, you know, that information flow when it makes sense, but at no point are they coming to us and saying, Hey, here's, um, the thing that you have to do because it needs to align with this larger media plan that, that, um, that we have. And I think they came in with a sense that, you know, we had really done a good job of connecting with the fan base and, 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 um, you know, keeping the fans, um, engaged in these stories and, um, so it, it's been it's been really cool. And the, and the other thing is that our we we have a whole nother arm of boom that that works on um, developing the original comics that we publish, like Seven Secrets, which Danielle is working on with Daphna into potential film and TV projects. And so that team has, you know, also great relationships with the part of Hasbro that is developing the TV shows and the movies and and. Uh, all that stuff so um you know i think it's still early going is probably the most honest answer um although uh you you definitely realize what a small world it is when brian edward hill who uh, was just recently writing angel for us is now working on the power rangers film uh, as the screenwriter so um it's a small world, and, and uh, what's what's really cool is it all comes from a place of passion.
0: And then, I mean, another thing that has been kicking around the internet, and it is my duty to ask, <laughs> that recently, um, a lot of fans have been worried about the the span the gamut of Power Rangers series. Uh, disappearing from streaming on Netflix. And so then some fans started to wonder, oh my gosh, well, what other contracts might be expiring? What other what other relationships might be um, on the fence? And one of those was, one of the companies that came up was Boom. So I know there's not much you can say. <laughs> However is there anything that you can say that might put some fans either at ease or calm people down? Uh,
1: I don't think anybody needs to worry about anything anytime soon. We've, we've got, you know, passion and plans for, for the franchise for years. And, uh, we are in the middle of a contract with Hasbro that's going great and they love what we're doing. So, um, you know, uh, as as we all saw in the last year, it's very difficult to definitively predict what the future it will be. It is, uh, but um, but we're in a in a great place, and um, you know the I know we're we're talking to the Hasbro team regularly. They're really happy with what we're doing. When we, you know, Daphne can probably even speak to this more than I can. But you know, when her and Bryce talk creative, it's it's not in the span of like what are we going to do in the next few months. It's like Okay, so
2: here's it, it sure is it.
1: <laughs> here's the plan for the next X number of years. And they go, okay, that sounds great. You know, so um so yeah, so there's there's no concern there.
0: Man, I could ask five billion questions about timelines <laughs> alone, about timelines of like how people work and when and when people start and how long, but Maybe that'll be for another conversation. Maybe, you know, you guys could, could come back another time. However, I do, I don't want to leave without talking about the current Kickstarter that is going on. It's featuring the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers complete comic book collections. And the, at the time of this recording, the goal, like, it, I mean, it is above 400,000. It is kissing 500,000. And, uh, yeah, Philip, if you can just talk about um, what made you guys (laughs) said, hey, got this idea. Let's give this to the fans or let's offer this to the fans.
1: Yeah. Well, I I think I'd be remiss if I didn't start by just uh, saying thank you to everybody that is listening. That's like participating in the campaign. It is uh, staggering uh, to be, you know, we're, I think, not even or that we are just over 10 days in on this campaign and to be as you said like we we can see half a million dollars from where we are which is uh kind of uh ludicrous to utter uh out loud but but here we are um and it's it's really a testament to um how how awesome and passionate the fans are and so you know to kind of answer your your question what made us think about it was two things one first and foremost was like we are uh here we are uh we've just wrapped up the fifth year of publishing we're doing this major relaunch with the comic book series into mighty morphin and power rangers and in a normal year you know we would have had all sorts of celebrations and activations at conventions right. and we would have been you know um it would have kind of been a, a a thing that we would have engaged with the fans directly in person on. Um, And obviously that wasn't possible in 2020 or at least at at the time of this recording in 2021. Right. And so um, we were looking for like, what's a way that we can really kind of shine a spotlight on um, this thing that we're incredibly proud of, which is a five-year epic that, I mean, when you look back on everything that uh, the you know creators and daphna and and Bryce and Gwen were able to accomplish over the last five years in terms of you know, just the scope of the thing is really, really awesome. Um, and uh, so where that brought us was like, well, this would be a great time to give fans an opportunity to get kind of a big commemorative set. Of the whole thing you know like and just get it all and we knew that um, you know from having released them previously that these deluxe hardcovers that we had been doing were really popular Um, and in fact one of the challenges that we've run into um, pretty consistently since we started doing them when we when we first did the year one volume was like okay this is gonna be like a really cool deluxe hardcover we'll probably print it one time um, and you know, uh, we're not going to sell a ton of these, but it'll be really cool. And frankly, Daphna and I wanted a copy on our shelf.
0: Yeah. Um, and,
1: and if, and if you walk into my office, like I've got a very small bookshelf and one piece of it is <laughs> the Power Rangers hardcovers, cause they're just, they're just beautiful. And it's, and it's like a really awesome accomplishment, but the challenge we run into is they're not inexpensive books to produce. They are not, therefore, inexpensive books to purchase. Right. And so, um, and I don't, I mean, they're, they're also big and heavy. So they're not what? easy books to store.
0: Yeah. Um, don't let this fall. fall on your toe. Like, do not.
1: Yeah, because. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Do, do, do not read this in the bathtub, Books. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's very dangerous. Um, so um, so what we would run into, and we saw this starting with the year one edition was that um, we would solicit it. Retailers, uh, whether it's bookstores or comic shops, would understandably, you know, order fairly conservatively, um, and then they would sell out immediately. And every time we went back to press, we would print more, and we would get, you know, more aggressive with it and and print more, and they would still sell out immediately. And what would end up happening is we would then see... Um, you know the few copies that were available out there would go uh, up on the aftermarket. That really inflated prices. You know, mm-hmm. there was, like I think the first time I, I looked for uh, the first volume on Amazon and realized that there were people selling them for like four or five hundred dollars a piece. I was like, holy Six. cow, that that's wild. You know, um, and so um, we thought that you know this would be a great way to offer. Kickstarter would be a great uh, channel and a great vehicle to offer it out to fans, to allow them to tell us how many they need it. Right. And how many people would be interested in these, so that every fan that wanted one could get one and could get it at, you know, um, a fair market price. Um, And so we started with this idea of like, how do we offer this, like the ultimate set, six volumes collecting everything in a nice box Um, And then as we developed it, we thought, well, they're going to be fans that have purchased, you know, previously released editions of, you know, up to the first four. We need to be able to let people either complete their collection or maybe there's somebody, you know, to your earlier question, that's like looking for a way to jump into the comics, wants to get a big chunk of it, but hasn't had the opportunity to get volume one. And so how do we offer those out individually? Um, And then we just went... kind of crazy from there i think
0: and let me tell you one of the tiers that i'm just like i mean boom you know they shoot their shot they are but i'm just like let's see what it and then it's already sold out at like the i think it's the one where the the person can be in the comic themselves i think that's that was the tier that was the perk that was given um yeah now, will that special story be in all of the, all of the uh, copies that will be going out to everybody? Or just that person's copy is, you know, they're going to sure. be in that story for that person just alone? That person.
1: Yeah, just that person's copy. And so part of the reason that that, um, that tier is at such a premium is not only is it a cool thing to officially be a Power Ranger in something that's like been printed as official... Uh, Power Rangers, um, you know, product, but it is, um, uh, you know, the most limited collectible that we've ever done. <laughs> because, um, and so it's kind of like, you know, it's it's meant to be kind of the ultimate brag piece. And then, frankly, you know, knowing that like we were going to only be able to offer a handful of these, so that. Um, Daphna, uh, that I don't break Daphna and her teammates by asking them to do a ton or break poor Dan Mora by asking him to do a ton of these. You know, we were like, okay, we kind of have to balance um, all those factors and make this like something that feels super premium because it is. Um, and uh, and I think the thing that both Daphna and I are still kind of pinching ourselves over is that um, Hasbro agreed to it because I can't think of another... Um, you know, major franchise like this, that's basically said, yes, you can take a fan and give them an opportunity to be part of the fandom. Um, and so that, that that was pretty exciting.
0: Well, if you haven't already, okay... You can uh, you can go to Kickstarter, and also the link will be in our show notes for you to participate. There are still plenty of different tiers that you can jump in on and get your copy of these exclusive Kickstarter edition. Uh, I mean, there's so many buzzwords in here. I there's so many, and then there's different (laughs) versions, and it's amazing. I think also what was great to learn about was that they, you had um, actual, actual Rangers, be, you know, signing copies and, and you know, you can purchase that perk as well. So all of that to say, um, in lieu of us going and going to conventions and talking to people, going to booths and what have you, and you're not able to go to some comic book shop signing that is thousands of miles away i think this is your next best shot to get yourself something nice and exclusive and looks good because not only do you know philip has his you know volumes on his shelf i'm looking at mine right now
1: they're pretty books aren't they Lisa? all of them
0: yeah and i'm yeah. one of those people who bought them twice yes <laughs> oh
1: bless you um, so i support well, and, and... And 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 the thing that I would add is like if you're not sure, what I would encourage uh, uh, folks to do that are thinking about it is a, if you go to the campaign page, you can follow, so that way you'll get all of the updates as as we're unlocking stretch goals and as we're uh, sending out new information. Um, two, um, if you're less concerned about getting one of the super limited editions and you're just kind of trying to decide, do I want one volume do I want, I guess, set? Which set do I want? You can always um, uh, pledge at the lowest level and then after the campaign uh, upgrade and, and kind of make those decisions. So for folks that are kind of like on the fence and wondering like, you know, do I want to, how deep do I want to dive in? Um, I would let, uh, I would just kind of throw that out there. And the, the last thing that I will tease is we have, um, as you said, we, we have... Um, uh, six of the stars of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers um, who have uh, uh, you know who are participating in the campaign with us and doing just some like really terrific support um, uh, with us. and um, and I think we're gonna have a, a really cool, really special surprise for everybody um, who is a fan of uh, of the show and of of the comics um, uh, towards the end of the campaign. So, You'll want to tune in, and you'll want to follow just for that, if nothing else.
0: Philip, you how are you just gonna leave me there? Wait a minute. So wait, hold on. How do how do we find out the surprise? Are we just following? Are we just going and clicking and following? Like yep.
1: And 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 you will and you will want to uh, back the campaign to get the surprise. We'll 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 announce it before we actually do it. So so uh, it'll but it'll be kind of in the last week of the campaign
0: okay Um, and
1: look uh if if you can even go in there and and uh you know pledge without a reward to be part of the campaign if if that's uh if that's how you want to do it but i just i want to make sure people know that we got we got something really cool planned and um and i think we're excited to share it with the fans Uh, but i gotta but i gotta keep it secret but this is this is this is new news nobody else has this Lisa. i I don't have it this is just. This is just for the three. Nobody's listening, right? It's just the three of us. It's just. A, so, yeah.
0: Just a, you know. I did not. Uh, Nobody. Okay. No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. There you go. I, if. You, okay. All right. Let me tell y'all. 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 Boy. Y'all know how to just. Ooh! Shake the table. <laughs> y'all do. <laughs> y'all do. From when y'all when y'all first killed Tommy, and then and then y'all broke up the comic from to Mighty Morphin and Pirate. Y'all just shaking the table. Okay, yeah. I love it. I love the suspense because honestly, we need some, we need something to look forward to <laughs> nowadays. And I thank you, thank you both, uh, Philip and Daphna, for joining me and uh, just giving your knowledge. And you know what? I-, I hope to, I hope to do this again sometime. I really do. I think, I think a lot of people do appreciate some insight into the comic industry. And you know, you are welcome anytime.
2: I love this. I I really appreciate you guys taking the time to to read all this stuff and and, and hopefully, um, you know, hopefully, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense to us. But sometimes you feel like you're you're kind of talking to the same uh, inbox, and and it's it's nice to see that uh, other people read this as well.
1: <laughs> and and what I just want to say is, a we're not planning on not publishing power rangers anytime soon so we'll certainly have plenty to talk about as we continue doing new stories and and B, um one of the things that i'm really really grateful for is um from the beginning the uh the rangers um press and the the fandom that has organically grown out of this show and that you know obviously you're a big part of you know, has really embraced and supported us. And so just thank you because like, you know, you're you're saying you're supporting and I know you're buying the books, but like just the the level of enthusiasm and uh, support that we've felt has really been validating and it's, and it's the fuel in in our fire. So thank you so much for everything you do uh, within the community.
2: It's, it's true. I, Philip is not like underselling what you guys bring um, to our ability and joy and, and d- desire to keep doing a job we we want to impress you guys we want to make you happy we want to make you excited um, and I definitely know every time I get a piece of art or every time I get a story idea from a creator I I Im- I just can't wait for them to uh, to share it with you guys um, you are a very welcoming fan base and and that's very rare these days uh, and it's just it's five years now and and i I don't think we're slowing down because in part of the enthusiasm uh doesn't seem to be slowing down as well and it just keeps feeding over and over again so really appreciate it
0: happy anniversary (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much